<laughs> my son phoning and saying, could you put the oven on at 400? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife was like, hey, can you put some stew beef from the freezer and, and some warm water? <laughs> hey, you got a puppy. Oh, I got a couple puppies. There's yeah. Husky. Here comes a husky puppy. Oh, nice. And then nice. this is the old dog. This is Buddy. He's a bulldog shepherd mix. Oh, nice. Nice. And then we got the full-blown husky for my, my little girl. That's our dog. Okay. <laughs> you'll probably hear them barking at each other in a minute. That's why when I do these, it's funny. The Zoom, all the Zoom calls, is always either my kids run across or the animals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if I put it to the studio, I, they'd find a way to come get on the show. <laughs> I'm like, well, won't you oh, sit beside funny. me? We'll put you on camera and you can ask questions. Because they listen to a lot of the songs, too, so. They no choice. Whether they want to or not, right? Right. I had to do it when I was. I remember when I was a kid, I would listen to Mama's Fifties channels, and I'm like, I don't like this music. And then as I got older, now I appreciate it more. I was like, I love this stuff. So exactly, yeah. Well, my parents listened to um, country and western, so that I'm dating myself. But yeah, that's kind of what I grew up with. So my mom hated country music. She said, "Oh, oh really?" It's a, she said, "Oh, it's nothing but." dogs and tears and, and trucks and right i said no you gotta listen to it when she's alive so you gotta listen to different stuff they got more than you think they do it's not yeah. the old old stuff which i like all kinds of music anyway i, I got I, I guess i do too i think i think every uh kind of music has its place and you mm -hmm. know it's got something to offer for sure i think all songwriters are that way though because they want to they take a little bit from everybody else like i was listening we, i got in a conversation with my band last last night they didn't know this but like tennessee whiskey was david allen co george jones did it and now chris stapleton made it huge right exactly but, but the melody that he took was from etta james really I'd go, I'd go if you go listen to that song i'd go blind as soon as it starts playing you're gonna know oh. that's where he got the melody for oh and tennessee i love whiskey. and i love i'd rather go blind that, that's really interesting. And you know what I found out the other day was really interesting. I somehow, while well, I was down the rabbit hole on YouTube, right, at night, and I, one, one video takes you to another, and, and it, it was a classical channel, but they were talking about how um, Paul McCartney listened to classical music, and he took some of the notes from, like, I don't know if it was Bach or Beethoven or which one of them, for Blackbird. Okay. And there were several, they showed several artists, even the rock guys that you wouldn't think, like say Metallica, listening to classic, classical music, and they took some of the notes from certain um, songs, classical songs, and, and incorporated it. And I thought, now there's something I never even thought about. And of course, it's all copyright free because those guys have been gone for like, what, mm -hmm. 300 years. <laughs> there was a Metallica video, um, I think it was either Unforgiven that they did. Or it might have been Inner Sandman, but they had a whole choir and orchestra with them doing it. And it was really, really good. See, and there goes my son Gibson running across the back. <laughs> He's coming in to tell me his hour's up. He owed me an hour worth of work. I had him out there sling bleeding. Ah. <laughs> so, so what my, state are you in, Jesse? I'm in Georgia. Georgia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't get snow then? Not, Not a lot. We no. get it every now and then, but I mean, we get it maybe once or twice a year and it's normally it's dusting if that, I mean, last two years ago, we got about 
12 inches, which was a lot for us. And then it just kind of um, stops everything, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more because it, it freezes under it. It's the ice underneath because it'll, it'll rain and get wet and then it'll freeze mm-hmm. and then the snow will sit on top of it. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, well, you're in Georgia. You can't drive in the snow. I'm like, it's not the snow that's getting it's the ice. Exactly. Which is why you get those sometimes those scary, and it happens here too in Ontario, those scary um, accidents on the highway, right? Because people can't stop and then the next person gets stopped. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Yep. My kids like it because they get to run around in the snow and they get snow days, but. Well, they'd love it here right now because it's, it's snowing. We've got a good, probably four or five inches right now and more coming. So they Oh, wow. It. Yeah, they would. I think I'd get tired of snow after a while though, if you get it all the time. Well, yeah, it becomes, and it's not even like my husband said this morning, at least when it snows, it's not so cold. Mm-hmm. Um, Although sometimes this year, I mean, it's been crazy. Sometimes it's like plus 10 and then it's minus 50. And then it's like, it's, it's very extreme in all the provinces this year. So maybe, maybe, in, you know, in the States too, I don't know. Yeah. Georgia is the same way. Georgia's like 70 degrees the other day. And then yesterday it got down to like 30 something. Mm-hmm. It just, it just dipped and it was like, okay, that's Georgia. So that's how you know, if you get a snowstorm in March, it's going to melt the next day. Right. It's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And here in Alberta, we have, um, they're called Chinooks. So mm-hmm. they roll in and, and then it basically melts all the snow. So, I mean, it's, it's better than Manitoba because that's where we're originally from. It can get darn cold and you're locked in for a long time. <laughs> See, I've, I've, I've been to Colorado. That's probably is the coldest area that I've ever been was up in Colorado. And my hillbilly ass decided to wear nothing but jeans and a hoodie. I'm like, I'll be okay. Fine. <laughs> I ended up getting mountain sickness and I had to carry oxygen the whole time I was in Colorado. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not good. So I know to take a warm jacket. I've never been to Canada. I want to come up there, though. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's beautiful here. Um, we see the Rocky Mountains right from our window. Oh, nice. Yeah. Here, it's the Appalachian Mountains that I can see from mine. Because I'm, I'm in the woods. I'm on top of the, the foothills. Of the Appalachians. Oh, nice. nice. I've seen some, I mean, I we haven't been that far south. I'd love to see it someday because yeah, you guys have such beautiful mountains in the just the treed areas and it looks so nice. My wife wants to go hiking. That's her. She loves to hike. So she wants to hike the Appalachian Trail and then she wants to hike uh what's it the Colorado? What's that the they call it? The uh what is that thing called? I know the specific trail, the mm-hmm. Appalachian Trail, and there's one in the middle. I can't think of the name of it. I, I can't either. She would my, tell all me. my kids, all my kids and their their wives would know because they're avid hikers and and climbers and everything. Like the Continental Divide up through there, I think is what what she wants to call it. Yes. But there's a trail there, but I think I don't know what it's called. I could tell her I'm not going to hike. I said I'll take the jeep or the truck. I'll get, we'll get like a van or something, and I'll stick the recliner in it. I'll bolt it to the floor, and I'll go play gigs up and down the coast while you while you hike. <laughs> I'll just pick you up in every every couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been playing out much, Jesse? Uh, when I get to, yeah, I've been really bit. The band doesn't get to play out as much because it's harder for bands to get gigs. And we we lost our our singer. We had a singer that was with us for a while, and he quit. And I, I'll sing some of them. Mm-hmm. But when if I do it, it took the whole set list and flipped it. So because I, I've got more of a growly voice, so it's more like southern rock and stuff that it, it fits okay. with. So we we had to break it. We're breaking a new guitar player, and 
it, like I said, it's just, it's just taking time. So I'll play when I can, but I do so right. many interviews and I do so many uh, other stuff with this that honestly, I, I don't have much time, but I don't mind. Yeah. I, I play when I can. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're a busy guy. That's for sure. And well, and I was asked to do, um, I'm on this, um, one of the Spotify playlist groups. And so we were, you know, all of us have kind of talked. And then the one guy that got the group going, he also um, recorded a song down in Nashville and he wants it to be a group song. And then I was just like, it's not really in my key. I've got three songs I need to do myself. (laughs) And so I really have to figure out if I'm going to do, you know, but sometimes I say yes to things. And then I'm like, especially my husband will say, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Right. And I think if I can't do, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. If if I'm not going to do a good job, then I don't think I probably should be involved. But I I know what you're saying. It's like, sometimes you can stretch yourself too thin. Oh yeah. I I don't think people realize I actually have a full-time job that I do. I own a pest control company and I'm doing that during the day. And luckily I have flexibility so I can kind of go do what I want to. So I do that. And then I do the podcast interviews and I, I only do certain days because I have twins that are 12, about to be 13. Okay. Boy and girl. So they got their activities and sure. then my wife works. So I do the, the podcast. I'll do the radio show now that I started the radio and I set it on certain days. And then I realized like, maybe I should put it on a different day, but I'm so funny about once I set something going, I'm very stubborn. I'm like, I, I'm going to get it done no matter mm-hmm. what. I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to force it in there. I'm going to kick it. I'm gonna, however <laughs> I have to get to, it's, it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we like us as well, we have our own um, company. We work in oil and gas. And so it means a lot of traveling for us. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's, it's quite the juggling act for sure. We did, uh, I said, then we do band stuff. So I between my songwriting and the band. And I mean, I, I, I stay busy. I like, I like music. I'm, I'm going to always tell people there there's, they want to know how to you get your career going. And like, it's a lot, it's a lot of hard work, hard work. It's knocking on doors, but how loud are you knocking? Because if you just want to tap, you know, then nobody's going to listen to you, but me, I'm going to just, I'm going to kick at it. You're going to open it or tell me to go away one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny you say that too, because I have an analogy too about, you know, open doors, closed doors. Sometimes the closed doors, I still keep knocking. And, but then sometimes I, I focus more on the doors that are opening and don't get so discouraged mm-hmm. about those closed doors either, because so many more will, will open. But sometimes I'm like you, I'm very stubborn. And I think, you know, like for example, here, I'd love to get on Sirius XM country in Canada, mm-hmm. um, you know, done the promoter thing. And you know, a lot of my friends are on there and I just, I thought I had a song that would make it didn't make it, you know, and then it's like this roller coaster, right? You're thinking, Oh, and that's like, no, you can't. It's, it's, it, it is what it is and you can only do so much. Right. And, right. and those, those guys are kind of like the, the key holders of the kingdom. It feels like, you know, <laughs> that's now, how do you get on something like the XM? Cause that's, that's something I'm, I would love. I would love to, to start the, the, the radio station on XM and even some of the songs, but how do you even go about that? I didn't even know how to do that. Well, I, the way I did it, well, didn't get on, but I hired a promoter who had mm-hmm. access to the guy that decides what songs are going to get played on gotcha. Sirius XM, right? And it just depends. He either likes you or he he doesn't. And, you know, and which, which I mean, to be fair, not everybody's going to like my music. I totally understand that. But I kind of even wrote a certain way. I kind of was trying to make it maybe fit 
mm-hmm. into the hole and it maybe it didn't. And like other people say to me, but you know what? Maybe it was the last song you heard that day. Maybe it was, maybe it was in a bad mood. Maybe <laughs> like, there's so many other variables, right? So yeah. it's just very, but I do know, I mean, when I listen to the channel, it's very new country. It's very yeah. like um, lyrics are really put together, you know, all together in sequence. And I don't, I'm more traditional. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with that. So I either have to learn how to create that type of music, but then you could do all that and still not get played. So, right. right it's about how, how do you want to be true to yourself? Do you bend, bend over a little bit or what, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's a business. So it depends on, there's so many niches out there and traditional country is unfortunately they just don't play it as much, which it's, it's, it's wanted everybody that I talked to the nineties country. They love that stuff. They want to bring it back, Yeah, but they don't want to put it on the radio. And exactly. I'm like, people say, Oh, the radio's dead. The ra-. No, it's, it, there's so many different options. Yes. But it's not dead because you still want to get that song on the radio. Yes. Now, there's hundreds of online stations. I've got one, you know, they're easy to start. And I wanted to go with uh live three sixty five because they pay the songwriters. Right. As long as they're through the BMI and they do everything like they're supposed to or whatever PRO. And the, and the ISRC codes and all that. Yeah. Right. Well, even when they send it to me, all I have to do for that is they got to have it tagged, which is got to have the, the, um, the album and of course the, um, uh, their name and the song and the algorithm for, for last 365 should find it. And it usually will pop it up. And that's, that's how you do it because there's no way for me to put in a code like that for them to use it. So that's why uh, they have to just have at least the title. And then if it's an album or a single, you have to give me the the name of that and it will find it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm slowly like where was SoCan through Canada and I'm slowly seeing a little bit, but mind you, I, I released my stuff through CD baby. So they're, you know, I get, I get paid through them as well for the streaming and all that. It's, it's very, of course it's very small, but then I'm just getting started. You know, I've only been at this two years, like more seriously. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I've been at this since I was 14, but (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a roller coaster, but it, it, you're right. It, it is fun. It, it is a niche. I mean, you just got to find where, once you find that one avenue that you can get into. And we talked about the earlier, don't be discouraged about stuff because you, people, not everybody's going to like it. When you, when you send right. this song to somebody like me, I don't care. I'll put it on because I, I understand. I've been writing since I was 15 years old and I've wrote with Grammy award winners and I wrote with people to just the day one. And I'm not, I'm not big in the songwriting as a community like I want to be because I've got other things, but I can sit down and write and I can tell you what they're looking for. They're looking for the first 30, if they don't grab you in that first 30 seconds, they're changing it. They're not going to listen. They, they have too many people to listen to. So that's, that's right. I like solos. I do. I, I love, I love intros and love solos and that goes for the rock side. And, but they're Me not going to listen to, they're not going to listen to that. You just got to cut it off and give them what they want to hear. And then it's at, like you said at the time, are they looking for that at that time? If they're not, they'll pass every time. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It's it. And it, that part does get a little frustrating, but then I, yeah. Um, but I still think you, you gotta, gotta be true to yourself because like I said, I know I write more traditional Mm-hmm. Not to say that it wouldn't be cool to write with other people that could help me maybe write. For, I, I, what do you call the new country? 
uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. mean, there's no pauses. There's no, in my, oh, yeah. when I write, I, there's a lot of pauses, you know, in between the, you know, the next line and that sort of thing. I find it really hard. In fact, the one that I, you know, said I would, I would do for this other chap, he writes very, um, like the lyrics are all together and it's almost like rap and I'm, I'm struggling like to, to words. not saying I couldn't learn how to write like that, but do I want to learn how to write like that? Right. And it's, it's like when you do the traditional, you're tearing a story when you're doing a, the new stuff, it's a moment or it's a thought. And it's, it is like rap because it's very fast paced lyrically, but if you sit down and read it, it's not, it's, it's not, but like maybe a verse, a two, and then it's the pre-course and course, and it repeats it the whole time. And that's it. It's put to a loop trap and a loop, loop track. And mm -hmm. it's, it's not, like I said, there's some stuff I like, cause it's got, it's got a beat, it's got a rhythm, but as far as country, and I'll put that air in quotations, it's not, it's not, it's not what the country I grew up on, but it's on a country station. And exactly. And I mean, I love, and that's actually when I got, cause I started out in a rock band when I was 15 mm -hmm. and then in the nineties, we switched to country and yeah, the nineties was awesome because mm -hmm. I went from playing in a rock band where it was really hard to find a lot of girl songs, you know, you had heart and Pat Benatar and, but again, I didn't, you know, have that real growl and, and raspy voice, Right. but then I went to the nineties country. It was like, Oh, I had, you know, all, all this Tanya Tucker and Patricia Conroy and I mean, Martina McBride and I mean, the, you know, Terry Clark, I mean, the, the list went on and on. So it was right. really cool, but yeah, I don't, I don't hear that. I wish, I wish Sirius XM would come up with a more traditional like Canadian one, because I know you've got Willie Nelson and all, all that stuff, mm -hmm. but that again, would not be easy to get on at all. Yeah. And I always find like, if you're going to write for someone, you're kind of putting yourself in a little, little hole because, okay, you want to write, say Willie Nelson, you want to write a Willie Nelson tune. Okay. We got to write a certain style and you got to write it a certain way. But if it's a good song, now you blocked out, you know, 99 other percent of the people because they're not in that lane. Right. I, I wrote a song for a woman. It was a rock song. And I, I want, and the idea when I wrote it is, okay, I know I'm not going to sing it. It's, it's a rock song. I think it should be sung by a girl. I was mm -hmm. actually watching Grease with my little girl. And I started thinking like, what if Hailstorm did the hand jive? That's what led me to the writing the song. I was like, okay, ah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the chord progression from hand jive and put mm -hmm. it into a rock song. And that's what I did. And then I found a female rocker here in Georgia that I knew would kill it. And she did. Her name was Bree Fox great singer she sounds a lot like janice joplin oh cool but i said okay now I, i'm not a obviously not a woman which i i had a guest come on what i thought i was i'm like if you've listened to anything i've done you know I'm not a woman but i said okay i'm gonna put this into perspective like i'm gonna take like the, the male chauvinist way and make it a female chauvinist and do it that way and i had to tone it down a little bit but i did it that way and it's completely rock and she just killed it Good, good. That's awesome when it works out like that. Yep. So that's what you, I think that people are like when you're thinking about like, oh, I'm traditional, but I want to write this. Try to write in a different different format, but don't sing it. Give it to somebody else. Pitch it to another artist that's local. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's very true. Well, and I have like because I I love blues and folk and country, mm -hmm. and I just got my blues track back from my guys in Nashville, and I'm just so excited because I'm like nobody's going to be expecting this from me. 
so I'm I'm hoping people are as excited about it as as I am because I'm but it's kind of got that country feel to it like it, the the sound of it is sort of like um I said I could see it being in a Quentin Tarantino movie you know when everybody's getting shot <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a good avenue for songwriters. It's like you're trying to get heard, get sync. If you can find a, a a sync into it, when I say sync, I mean like TV show or movie or radio spot, and you can get your song put into that, that's a good avenue. That's good money. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I have a, a co-writer buddy that actually he co-wrote on, on the blues song and a couple of the other ones I'm going to be releasing. And he's got some publishers too because he, for Help Me Fly, he said, Sharon, do you mind if I pitch this for, for a, a, a show or a movie or whatever? I said, absolutely. You know, that'd be awesome. Right. You know, I don't think we got it, but he's got a, you know, a publisher that will do that. I don't really have anybody. I know you can go on. Ta- have you ever done taxi? I have not. I've heard mixed reviews about it. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of what it's for is for sync. That's mainly right. what taxi works as. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't tried. I haven't used it. I've thought about trying it for a year or two just to see if I get anything yeah. out of it. Yeah. I, you know what? And I did sign up, but you know what? When you look back, I think, I don't think I was ready. I don't think the songs were there yet. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes you jump ahead with something? Oh, yeah. And then you look back on it and you go, hmm, I don't think I was quite ready for that. <laughs> that's how you learn, though. That's how, yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, with everything that's happened in two years, I'm just, like I said, I'm not a newcomer to the business, but actually getting my music heard and out and everybody's not everybody. Uh, internet radio is playing it, you know, and mm-hmm. all over the, the, the world. That is new. And that is that's very rewarding. Right. right. It kind of that's kind of what keeps you pushed, and, you know, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the steps that I think people need to take. A lot of songwriters, they get so discouraged because they're not. And I'll use quotations again, famous, but. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of luck. It takes knowing the right people. Right. And then it, it just takes time. And and you may never be the next Terry Clark or you may never be the next Reba McIntyre, but yeah. you don't have to be. No, no. And I think, I mean, because I'm of a, a certain age, um, I know that's probably not ever going to happen, but I'm just enjoying the journey. And, mm-hmm. and to, like I said, to get my music played on stations that play um, the traditional country, you know, the even going back to Patsy Cline or, or any of those guys. And I'm like, this is very cool because this is what have been a dream of mine, you know, being a little girl. So some of these things are coming true, which is pretty cool. That's cool. I mean, I, I, I listen to your stuff. I can very I can hear the very traditional side that you have. And mm-hmm. I like that. It does remind me of the older stuff. I love right. to hear. I want to hear the blues when you got it because I love blues. <laughs> I love blues. I've got an actual. I wrote a song for for the bandit. It was blues, and then I had a blues lady out of Pittsburgh, uh, Miss Freddie, reach out and want to do one of my songs. I said, Absolutely, oh, and then she goes, "Can you write me another one?" I'm like, oh. "Okay. Do you do you have a story for me? Do you have you have any idea what you would write it out of?" And so I wrote another song. She said, oh, I'm gonna get my other band to cut that. I'm like, "You go right ahead, Miss Freddie. You cut as many as you want." Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I reached out to. Um... What's her name? Tammy Nielsen. I don't know if you've heard of her. Mm-mm. She's from, I think, Australia and also Canada. Okay. And somebody had sent me one of her um, videos and I'm just like, oh, my God, there's a voice. And she sings blues. And so I, I reached out to her people. I haven't heard anything back yet. But yeah, I mean, that that would be really fun. But it's trying to get to those people 
right? right. To, you know, because they don't know who I am. So that's some of the best advice I ever heard uh, for songwriters. And it was don't try to reach for the, the big ones, like like the Luke Combs, the the whoever who's Miranda Lambert. They already have writers in place oh, that a- they use. Absolutely. It's try to find those local bands mm-hmm. that are getting started. The up and comers. Mm-hmm. The up and comers. That's that's the best. They said that's <laughs> the best people to get it to. You just meet connections again. You get a network and you talk to them, and that's yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this this gal, you know, I think she's. I mean, a lot of people don't know who she is, but she's she's still got a following. Let's say, mm-hmm. but um, whether I can reach her or I'm not sure. Like I'm gonna, I'm still gonna put it out myself. Um, and I have an okay voice, but I don't have a blues blues like you know that raunchy right. you know i wasn't I just wasn't born with that <laughs> no that's why i tell people i can't do valid love songs my voice is scare the hell out of you it's just not made to do that <laughs> mine's not a mine's not in the dark kind of loving song mine's like oh my god who's at the door don't let him in <laughs> so as you see with the podcast here and we're gonna kind of just get on all kinds of topics that's kind of how i set these up and I'd, I'd rather have just a regular conversation and we'll talk about your music, of course, because that's, that's what you're here for. But I mean, just sitting here talking to you, I want to know about you. I want to know your story. I want to know your life. I want to, I want to hear kind of how you got started and, you know, just things that happen. We, we've been talking for what, 25 minutes. We haven't even talked about music yet. <laughs> well, we have, but not really. <laughs> I was on another interview the other day from New Zealand. A galaxy and uh, and the guy goes now Sharon if people want to reach out to you do you do you talk back to them like do you, would you reach you know back to them and, and converse with them I said of course I will I said just ask my husband I love to talk <laughs> <laughs> and that's good I like interviews like this because I I know that people get on these and they get kind of nervous sometimes and it's and it's happened it's funny because I whenever I get on an interview I, I know what they feel like okay, now it's a little nerve wracking. It's on the other end. And I'm like, don't worry about that with me. With me, I don't care. Like he's asking, do I get dolled up or anything? No, I mean, just I'm, I'm in jogging pants and a, and a shirt. So I just got Sammy dolled up. <laughs> <laughs> My internet's too bad to worry about video. I would, I would totally do video if I could, but I'm in the woods. <laughs> so that ain't happening. It, it would matter. It'd be like those commercials where they freeze. Like when you're looking at a baby and you got a weird looking face and it's like, Oh my God. So Sharon, tell everybody um, how you got started with music. We kind of know about you started when you were 14, but what made you want to pick up that guitar and just start singing? Well, because I always loved music and I loved singing to the radio and, and all that stuff. And it, it was funny because I also played girls hockey. And I remember okay. being out at a party and I was probably 14, end of the year party or whatever, end of the season. And a girl... Um, she had a really beautiful voice and she played the guitar and I thought I have to do that that's how that's I need to do that and so um, one of my teachers at the school was also a guitar teacher Mm -hmm. and so that's how I started learning the guitar and there was about two other um, two, two boys and me taking guitar lessons and then about after six, seven months, the teacher said, wow, you guys, you guys are getting pretty good. I think we should form a little band. Let's find a drummer. 
And, you know, we would play just little gigs like sock hops at, at the school or <laughs> uh, variety talent shows. And as I got braver and braver, because um, I think my teacher said, well, can you sing? And I said, well, I love to sing, but I, I was so painfully shy. Right. So um, and then eventually I got the courage up. And, and I remember it was funny because my mom was talking to my teacher and he said, you know, your daughter can really sing. And she goes, well, I know she loves to sing. So that kind of just started the ball rolling. And then we were playing rock music at that time. And then, you know, for the next, well, till we all graduated. So that was about three, four years. We were playing like every weekend, playing for dances, playing for graduations. We played on a, uh, a, a, a boat, you know, that took you out. And like, it was, it was so fun because that really was for four years. That was my summer job. I got to play music and, you know, perform basically just in the province, but we lived in the next province over, but mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and just learned so much. Right. Um, and then, yeah. And then fast forward to the nineties, we switched and it was the same, well, the same chap that I was in the rock band with my teacher, he asked me to come play country music in the nineties. And I said, absolutely. Cause I mean, I've always loved country music and as much as I loved playing rock and roll, I never felt like it was home mm -hmm. for me. Cause I didn't have that real rock voice, but when I switched to country, I felt like this is where I should be. And that's when I started writing music too, because it felt, felt more like my, like this is where I should be. Yeah. Now you mentioned hockey. Is hockey as big up there as football is down here? Yes, it okay. is. Yeah. And not so much girls hockey, although it is getting, you know, it's, it's in the Olympics and everything now. So mm -hmm. girls hockey is a much bigger thing. Um, but yeah, hockey's, hockey's big here and curling. What is curling? Um, you know, with the, the rocks and you, you glide them down, down the ice and you've got the, like the target thing. Oh, I thought that was shuffleboard. <laughs> You know what? It is. It's just out on the ice. It's same same oh, deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you guys got a lot of ice up there, I'm sure. Yes. At times we do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, we don't get that here. Here it's called mudding because you can't you can't do anything out here like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the the '90s. Who were some of your your favorite artists in the '90s that that kind of shaped you? Um. Probably. Uh, like I said, I, I love Tanya Tucker, mm -hmm. Terry Clark. I am, gosh, I always, Dolly Parton. I still love Dolly. I just think she's amazing songwriter. Oh, yes. You know, um, Michelle Wright, she's Canadian as well as Terry Clark. Um, Patricia Conroy is Canadian. Um, yeah, and I just, like I said, when I got to do country, there were so many more songs I could do, right, for mm -hmm. cover tunes and, and, uh, and then you, and then we would, you know, I throw in my, my own original music in, you know, in the set list. Right. And I said, that was always really fun because people would get up and dance. And I'd be like, oh, this is so cool. They're dancing to my, my music. <laughs> That's, that is cool as a songwriter. You want people to respond, you know, some kind of way to your music, whether it's crying or dancing or, you know, as long as it's not booing, you're, you're happy. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah, that was back in the rock days. And we, you know, we've gone get, I remember the guitar player said, did you see that beer bottle? I'm like, no, I didn't see that at all. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get so much of that in the country band. Thank goodness. Nope. Well, it depends on where you go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you, I, I suppose that's true. If you're at a, if you're at a gig and they put you behind a cage, 
<laughs> you might want to, you might be in a weird spot. Like, okay, you expect beer bottles being thrown. Yeah. <laughs> now it, it's strange when I started doing this, uh, the podcast and everything, it was for Georgia. It started as a Georgia thing. And then other, I started reaching out or they actually, people reached out to me from other, other states and countries. And I was really surprised how much music you guys got in Canada. I get a lot of stuff sent to me to, from Canada. Yeah, there. Um, like I said, when I started this kind of more seriously, it was just prior to the pandemic. Great timing, but uh, <laughs> right. but but I uh, released one of my songs, and there was a chap here, and he does the Canadian indie country countdown. Mm-hmm. That was the first place I kind of put my my songs, and I remember listening that Saturday morning, and I I said to the guy, I am so proud, like. There are so many good musicians, singers, songwriters in Canada. Even I didn't. I mean, I didn't have a clue. You know, you uh, well, the upper, right? The upper ones that everybody knows about that get, you know, played on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know about those, but there's so much talent here that you, you know, you may never find out about, which is really sad. Because I think, I think as independent artists, we do deserve to be heard. Who's some of your favorite local artists then? Um, well, he's he's more he's gets played on the radio a lot, but Gord Bamford, um, Chris Andres from BC. Okay. He's he's sang on my State of Wild song. Okay. Yeah. Um Dwayne Watson. Oh, there's there's just there's so many people. Um, yeah. And there's Tennille Towns, she's an Alberta Gallic that gets played a lot. But I've heard yeah, of the Tenille. list is What's that? I've heard to Neil. I've heard that name before. Yes. Yeah. And she's making a pretty big name for herself down in Nashville. And so, but yeah, as, as far as the independent artists, there's just, yeah, there's too many to, to even mention. Like, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yes. <laughs> that, good, that's though. good. I, I've noticed the trend seems to be, maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but the, the trend seems to be there's more and more young kids that are playing out and are really good. I mean, I can't, I can't believe it. I mean, there's like 14 year olds and 15 years out there writing songs and they're better than mine. And I'm like, where did you come from? I know, I know. And you know what? I used to play with a chap like that and he was the one in the, in the rock band. And then he had to move. And unfortunately he was killed in a car accident when he was 21. Mm -hmm. But I tell you that kid was beyond talented i mean i can't imagine where he would have ended up mm-hmm. um he could play the drums he could play the guitar he could play lead guitar he could play piano he could write songs yeah and sometimes you just wonder where does that come from that that amount of talent in in i mean and he was that good at 12 wow you know because i was 14 and he was 12 like so yeah i know what you mean sometimes you just think wow i'm I, when i was 14 years old i was playing sports and I wouldn't, I, I did poetry, but I wouldn't let anybody know about it because I was a guy and we wouldn't post a show stuff like that. I mean, you're in a locker room change. I've told this before and you, you sit next to another guy. You don't want him to tell you a poem. You don't want me to read a poem. Like I can't read a poem to my buddy while we're changing clothes. <laughs> hey, what do you think of this? Uh, I think you need to sit over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this rhyme scheme? <laughs> right. Are my stanzas okay? <laughs> <laughs> And you know what, though, I that's how I started before I because I didn't actually play an instrument until I learned guitar was poetry. So that's yeah. that's interesting. How many instruments can you play? Um, I'm trying to learn the mandolin. 
Um, and I can kind of play the piano, kind of, okay. sort of. But guitar is my, my main instrument that I write on. Your main one. I, I think I can play piano if it's in the key of C, and it's only like three <laughs> chords at a time. That's the only way I can play it. The, the song's got to be in the key of C. You start putting in sharps, and it's like, uh, I don't know where it's at. It takes me a while to figure that stuff out. And I do wish you, I could. Do you play by ear then? I do. Yeah. And, and I basically do too, although I can read, I can read notes and I have taught guitar. I can teach the little kids, mm -hmm. you know, I can take them so far as far as the theory. Right. But yeah, I've always kind of that trying to get a certain, you know, cause there's like grade nine piano or whatever. And mm -hmm. I get so far and then my brain just, I just, because I can play by ear, it shuts everything else off. It's like, okay, I'm just going to play chords because. <laughs> right. You know, I can, I can hear it. I can figure it out, but to learn all the notes, especially as it gets harder and harder in, in theory, I get stuck, but yeah. you know, that's. What I would always do is I, I took a couple lessons. My grandfather taught me a little bit of guitar, taught me the basic course, G, C, and D. Mm -hmm. And then I took some lessons to read a little bit, but I could read them, but I, was like, I just didn't have the patience to do it. So what I would do is I would take songs and I would get their chord progression and then I would write songs to that chord progression. It's like, okay, I don't need to know theory. They already did it. I'll just take the chord progressions from this song and make my own song. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, why reinvent the wheel? Right. And then I'll, then eventually I learn more and I'll do stuff and I'll make songs and chords that I don't know what they are. And it sounds good to me. So I was like, it sounds good. And then I'll look it up because I bought like this big encyclopedia of guitar chords to see what they are. Like, okay, let's try this chord. Oh, that sounds good right here. And I found yeah, that no. when I, <laughs> I do it live or if I do it in the studio, it's like, Jesse, you're making this too hard. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was funny because before all this kind of started again, I decided I was going to get more serious about my guitar playing. I needed to learn more fancy chords. I needed mm -hmm. to, you know, learn what those, you know, jazz chords are. I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then, you know, I got my music out there and, and what I found out was everybody else is writing very, you know, the, the same, the G, C, D, F sharp minor, B minor, like the same chords I've known all my life. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't need those fancy schmancy chords. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'll leave that, that for the piano of... players. They can do all yeah. the fancy stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I would love to play like that. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't seem to have that, you know, I don't know. Some people just sit down and play and it's just amazing. Yep. Well, let's listen to one of your songs, which one <laughs> I'm going to pull up. Um, let me share the screen here so you can see what I got. And then what we'll do, like normally I told you we'll do, um, there it goes. We'll do just uh, songs, your songs you choose, which one you want to hear. Now, when we do Zoom, I would like to do like live stuff mm -hmm. where you play, but Zoom just kills the, it just kills it. So oh, okay. it, it, it makes it sound weird whenever you do a Zoom. So that's why this, I love this feature because you, I can pull up Spotify or wherever you have oh. your stuff at and you can hear it and I can hear it. And then mm -hmm. what I'll do is I'll go in later and and edit it if i need to and put the put the sound in because i can i can just share it from spotify but you're seeing That's my cool. internet's really slow right now so make sure i'm on the right one now what song do you uh want to do first oh it, it, do you have all of them how many are you gonna uh, play today 
Uh, we'll do three. I always do three for the for the guests, so you can play three. And we're just waiting for Spotify to, to start up. I may have, if it's one you sent me, I may have it in my iTunes. Okay. Um, oh, we we do Small Town Prayer. That was like the second one I released. Okay. Tell me now. I'm a songwriter, so I'd like to hear the story behind it. So tell me the story behind Small Town Prayer. So I kind of wrote that in memory of my parents who were farmers and uh, we lived just outside of a really small town. And uh, so it's just talking about all the memories I have of growing up there, um, you know, because all my cousins, aunts and uncles farmed all around us, just like we were farmers and you get, you know, and you know, everybody in the small town, they kind of have your back and yeah, just being thankful for those memories and how, sim- how simple it was, but how you kind of, you know, you wish you could go back sometimes. Now I'm look. We got us pulled up here. You've got a couple that are actually streaming pretty well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Don't wish away the days. Actually, really surprised me that it's the top stream song. <laughs> so as you see, I'm following you here. So I always try to follow everybody. So I got like a home. You'll see all these people over here, and <laughs> how many playlists and stuff I have. But let's listen to Small Town Prayer. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute my side so that when my kids or my dogs bark, we won't hear it. Okay. And you should be able to hear this. Not if you can hear it. Yeah. 
that's a good one. I think that's the first one you sent me, right? Yes. Yes, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, I was I was listening to those. I, I like the like the old stuff. You can tell the the influences that we talked about, like the nineties and stuff, the stories and you can yeah. hear that in there. Yeah, and the, you know, you're talking about, you know, having a lead in there. And I think because I come from the rock world, I still even though country radio maybe doesn't like that in there, I still like that Rocky beat. <laughs> oh, they, well, they do. They just put so much overdrive in it now. It's not the. It's not like a typical lead song. Is it? It's just the the effects they put on the guitar. It it drown. To me, it drowns out everything. Yeah. And I love I love leads. I, like I said, I've got a song that's almost six minutes long, and it's got two solos. And it's like, why do you got so many solos? I'm like, well, okay. Let me explain it to you how it works. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The first solo is a nylon string guitar. Okay. So it's, it's, it's an easy solo. And then as the song progresses and it becomes more desperate, then you got the electric solo. You get it ramped up. Yes. <laughs> That's why I do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, and I was thinking too, um, I, when I was maybe going to see if I get this on, on serious, one of my, my co-writers from another song said, Sharon, I've never heard a song on there that long though. It'll yeah. never go on just, just for the time alone. Right. Mm -hmm. It's three fifty something. And so those are the things I've had to learn too. That it's like, you, you know, it, but it depends, right? Like you said, it depends where these songs are going to be played. Right. Um, I have stations and you do too. I'm sure that, well, it doesn't matter if it's five minutes or six minutes, they'll, they'll play you anyway. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that's and that's kind of the the basics of it too. When if you're trying to get mainstream radio, we'll, we'll we'll put that way because online stations I have it's not mainstream. We'll play whatever we get because you know we want to. We're trying to help push stuff. Right. But yeah, mainstream you, you can cut it off like that song. You could have cut off by like three thirty, and it's just because you had that last one if you wanted to. But you don't have to. It's totally up to you. You just well, fade yeah. it out. Yeah. And I even thought of doing that, like redoing it just, but I thought, well, I can go to all that trouble and still have no guarantees right. that it's ever going to make it on there. So, you know, sometimes, you, like I said, we were talking before, I think you got to be true to yourself. Right. And what I've done is if you've got like a garage band or something like that, you can put that song in there and you know, all you have to do is hit that little fader button and go <laughs> down at the time and then cut the other stuff off. It doesn't affect your song. It oh, just, I didn't know that. Yeah, just I've done that because I had, like I said, this song has two solos. I had to cut it down a little bit to when I pitched it places. So I just, I took it in GarageBand and yeah, I had to tag it myself. It wasn't like distributed, but for the purpose of that, it kind of got the, it got into the song. I, I was going to worry about it. It, it. it didn't pick it, so I didn't worry about it, but I sent them that way right. so that it, it would be at least in the time frame that they kind of want. Yeah, exactly. But it's definitely, like you said before too, it's, it's a learning Mm -hmm. It's a learning curve, right? You know, okay. If you want mainstream, you know, it has got to be a certain time. It's got to be a certain way. It's got to be. <laughs> right. And see, if you own the masters, it doesn't matter. You can, you can do it. You can adjust it yourself without completely redoing the song because it's, that's, that's just crazy to spend that kind of money to go in there and just to cut off for something. Like you said, it may or may not work. Exactly. Yeah. And we have a little recording studio in our house here and my husband does a lot of this stuff. So okay. I mean, he's, he's so good at it. I was going to so, ask who recorded it because it's a really good mix. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he, he mixed uh, all the music and I have just a great team down in Nashville that, that I just kind of stumbled upon and it's just been amazing. I'm really excited. Who's the, who's the team in, in Nashville? Um, so um, 
he is the well, he was the drummer for Rascal Flatts. Oh wow! Okay, Jim Riley mm-hmm. and the guys that work with with Rascal. So he, he did. He brings them in, and and he's kind of you know, without really you know saying he's the producer, but he does really help. Like he helps me with the you know, with the songs, and I'll give him an idea. I'll say I want it to sound this way. Like like with the blues song that I sent, I said I just want it big and bluesy. And when he, you know, every time they send a song back, I'm just blown away by it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Don't wish away the days was it, it's a little different, right? It's more Celtic. It's got the fiddle, and he brought Janae Fleener in to do that. Well, she, I mean, she's one of the hottest fiddle players in Nashville right now. Everybody's, you know, she plays Blake Shelton. She's so it's another one of those things where I go, holy moly! Mm-hmm. I can't believe this gal is playing on my song. Right. <laughs> And then you, you go, <laughs> and because like, well, how much does it cost? Well, it depends on who you have. When you get musicians from Nashville coming into it, you got to pay them. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, there is that whole side of it. Right. And because I'm not out playing because we're still working. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sometimes you got to reevaluate and you think, you know, hopefully someday I can recoup some of this. cost. <laughs> <laughs> now, if what's the name of the studio? Do you, what, does he take other people too? Because I mean, people listen may want to reach out to him. I don't, I don't even know the name of his studio, to be honest with you. And I oh, know he okay. teaches, he teaches drums. Like he does teaches drums out of his home and he, okay. he teaches at the college and yeah, he's just a, he's just a great guy. At the at Belmont. Is that where he teaches? Could be. Okay. That, kind of the music that, college in Nashville. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Belmont. There's, there was a, a lady that came on here. Her name was Megan Allen. She's been in a countdown too. young, mm-hmm. young lady. I've wrote several songs with her, but she was telling me she was in, cause she graduated from Belmont and she was in her class. And one of her professors was from little Texas. And I'm like, Oh my God, I said, get him on the show. I love little Texas growing up. I mean, that's, that was great music. And oh, I'm going yeah. to Belmont just to meet him. <laughs> great band. Yeah. And I think there's now, I'm not sure if this is the same. It probably is. Have you heard of Victoria Banks? She's originally from Canada. Um, yes. She is the singer-songwriter. I think she's written for some pretty big artists, and I think she's teaching songwriting. Now, I'm not sure if it's there, but I know she said she was teaching a songwriting course. Okay. I was like, that's very cool. <laughs> I, I have heard that name, but I've, I hear so many names, too, so it may be two names mixed together. <laughs> then I yeah. Just, oh, yeah, I know, I know this one. and. Yeah, <laughs> it happened. I'm getting older and I can't remember all that stuff. I tell people, if you want, if you want me to, to remember, you got to send it to me in a list or just ask me because I will get too busy and I won't think about it. Like I had when everybody, when I first started, everybody sent me their songs and I have, and I can actually show you cause I can share this. I have, um, where's my iTunes right there. I had, uh, like 200 or something people send me songs, right? So here's the songs for the top 10. 342 songs are sitting there, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and uh-huh. I had it at one time in the order that it was sent, but somehow it got shuffled. I'm like, oh my God, and I can't unshuffle it. So, all right. And I have a rule anyway, only one song per artist at a time. That's how right. I set it up. But I mean, I get these and it grows every day. And some people send me like their albums. I'm like, okay, oh, I can, wow. again, I can do it, but one song at a time and then... <laughs> If you last 12 weeks, then I can't put you in right away again. You know, I kind of try to make it as fair as I possibly can. Yeah. But I will get to where I get, I, f- I forget. So like, I'm, I'm really good about trying to push people forward if they've been part of the countdown and they, mm-hmm. 
and they contribute and they actually participate in everything. Yeah, I'll get you in quicker. I'll move you forward. I don't care because a lot of what I get sent is from, um, like you said, publishers and promoters. Like I got a couple of record companies that send me stuff and I'll put them in. Well, again, they got to wait their time. I make everybody wait. I don't jump anybody ahead of anybody else right away. I mean, if like, unless you're part of it and we've been, I've known you and then it doesn't matter. I'll move you forward a little bit. But, right. Right. Well, um, and I, you know what I I'm finding too, is some of the stations I'm getting played on. There are artists there that have a record label mm-hmm. and they're still wanting to be played on these stations. And I'm like, I wonder how come, because they're already getting radio airplay, like mainstream, I should say. Um, so, but obviously they just still want their name out, out there. Yeah. Well, it's also independent, a lot of independent, but what I do on my station is because if I played just straight singer songwriters the whole time, I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't get heard because people get tired of that. I mean, I don't want to promote you as much as I can, but I do as many and I don't care the level of people. I'll put you where you started, or as long as you got music out there, mm-hmm. I'll play it. Yeah. But I, I found that I have to mix it in with songs that people can dance to and that they know. It doesn't matter how good your song is, they don't know it. So, but if they're sitting there and they're dancing, like I got heavy, I can show you my radio station. I got Heavy D and the boys in the rotation, and I've got uh, Amy Grant and her Hootie, and I got like one song from a lot of major artists. So but it's mixed in. So if they're sitting there dancing to Prince or whatever, and then Sharon comes on after, it's like, oh, okay, I'll listen to this one. That's that's what I want. That's how you can get heard. Oh, and I I absolutely agree because I I love the mix, and and it's it I get a kick out of that too because it's like, hey, I'm being played with the mainstream people. <laughs> 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 so could, it kind of works both ways, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, let me see if I could tell you. I'll pull, pull up the screen right now for if it's up. It's not up. I have to find it. Um, but yeah, I could tell you who just, who played. Cause I always like that too. I think it's, it's so much fun to just to sit who you listen to like the Eagles and all of a sudden local guy from Georgia comes playing on. It's like, Hey, you right there with the Eagles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fun. <laughs> I've, I've got, <laughs> I probably, anybody with ADD is probably going to hate my station cause it's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and I do it that I've been that way since I was little i like i said at the beginning i love all kinds of music i listen to rock i'll listen to country i'll listen to bluegrass i'll listen to heavy metal if it's not that screaming stuff i can't stand the screaming because it gives me a headache but i do enjoy the musicianship of it because it's it always to me it was a hand-to-hand with bluegrass the way the the artists and musicians play is so crazy they're so talented yes absolutely yeah uh, and it is funny though how some of the um, I was watching the, I think, American Music Awards a few months ago, mm-hmm. and they had a rock category, and then they they played the songs, and I was like, oh, rock has really changed. <laughs> so I'm finding some of the classifications of music have, they just sound so different than, like, not to date myself, but again, back in the <laughs> 80s, you know, the big hair, you know, yep. used to play in the rock band, and uh, yeah, the the classifications have seemed to change quite a bit, which oh, yeah. is fine because every generation has its music, right? Mm-hmm. You know, my, my boys love EDM. I mean, they love the, you know, the, the dance and the trance and all that stuff. They, you know, and that's, that's their music, right? See, I, I always came, like I was born like in 77. And so I would listen to the Eagles stuff because my mom and them would listen to it. And my mm-hmm. dad loved Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd's okay, but I'm not the hugest fan of Pink Floyd. But then came the 90s and that grunge stuff that I always liked, Nirvana 
Creed, Pearl Jam. I mean, that stuff was great. It, and then yes. two, 2000s hit, and it's like, uh, it's okay. It's, and then now the stuff they play on the radio now, I don't even hear rock anymore. It used to be on the popular, like the top 40 would have rock songs in it. Exactly. That's, I think that's what I'm meaning. And it's not like it's not the the same beat or rhythm or the, you know, we're right. talking about the lead in there. I mean, it's totally different. Cause I was kind of shocked. I'm like, this is the rock category. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I heard on class? There's like a classic rock. And I've told this before, cause I thought it's funny. We were talking about rock and classic. There was a classic rock station here, uh, 97.1. And they would play stuff like the Eagles and, and uh, the Beatles. And then they started playing like bad company. And then I heard the other day on this channel, stone temple pilots i'm like that is not classic rock and but i guess if you date it it is because I, I was like oh man no yes you are that old <laughs> that's right. what that tells you right now my kids are listening to music like i would with my mom i don't want to hear this stuff <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny how it just seems to do that right <laughs> it, yes so i make them listen to it <laughs> yeah you know what's really funny though when i was in the rock band uh we did um led zeppelin rock and roll okay i still love that song and i remember we played at a concert and my mom was there and i mean my mom loved country music right mm -hmm. but i mean she loved all music she loved the beatles and you know all that stuff but i remember her saying to me that's my favorite song that you do and i'm like seriously my mom likes led zeppelin i you know rock and roll right <laughs> my little girl's probably one of her favorite bands is queen and it's from the Wayne's World movie. I had her watch that movie. And that's how she she fell in love with Queen and started digging in their tracks. So now she's got yeah. a, an album, an actual vinyl album of Queen, and she'll listen to it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's really, <laughs> yeah. And it's really neat to see that um, there really is no real, no barrier with music, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah <laughs> there, there's timeless there's timeless music and that's i think the goal of any songwriter should be is write a timeless piece that's 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 my dream that would be my dream is write a song that when i'm dead and gone I'm, my family's still getting paid off of it exactly and yeah and to have people you know say um that your song resonated with them you know they could you know they understood what you were saying and the story you were telling that yeah, that is so rewarding as a songwriter. Mm -hmm. Well, let's hear another one of your songs, Sharon. Which one do you want to do next? Let uh, let's just have a fun one. Uh, pour Me Again. All right. Now, again, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm a songwriter too, so what is the story behind Pour Me Again? Uh, just, we were listening to Country Station and in our office, and I said after about the 10th song, I said, my goodness. No, I know it's country, but every song is about alcohol or drinking. And, <laughs> and so my husband said, well, why don't you write a drinking song? And that's all I needed. I was like, okay, I think I will. And it, you know, it had, it kind of took different forms. And then it kind of, once I got the chorus, I always seem to get the choruses first. I don't know about you, but the choruses seem to come easy. And then it's like, okay, backtrack. What's the story? What's the story to go along with the chorus? And, um, and then I kind of wanted like a female anthem because, you know, the guys have their bourbon, songs and their whiskey songs and so i kind of want to be a more of a, a female anthem you know <laughs> yes and i will i mean you know what but at the end of this before we get done i'm gonna let you hear the rock song i wrote for the lady you'll i think you'll appreciate it okay let's hear pour me again
I, I like that song too. <laughs> and I had to have the steel guitar in there because, you know, it's been, like I, I had a dream to have, you know, fiddle and I've got Don't Wish Away the Days has fiddle in it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted steel. So this one has steel guitar. So it's like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> and that's a, a live band playing that for you, right? Everything was done in there. Is it live? Um, I think when I sent it to Nashville, he, I think he does it separately with the guys. Okay. Yeah. But I, um, the next song that I'm going to get you to play, um, it was co-written with Dan Washburn from Canada here. Okay. And he's got a different set of musicians down in Nashville and they do it live. Okay. Like they're all playing it in separate places, but you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. little cubicles, but they do it all together. So different processes. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Have you ever been, got to actually go into the one of the studios in Nashville and watch them do it? No, we've never been to Nashville. It's kind of, I, I just love to. Yes. In fact, Dan, Dan, you know, has said to me, well, if it hadn't been for the pandemic, you know, I probably would have got on a plane with, with him and, you know, got to meet his guys and girls. And <laughs> we had to do the zoom to zoom thing. Yes. That's see, and I had to learn to zoom too. That even with this, like when people started doing like the interviews, I was like, okay, well, I had people reach out this far. They're like, you're not going to come to Georgia just to get on the, the podcast. I understand that. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not there. I'm not Nashville. <laughs> I get that. But I was like, okay, let's, let's do that. And I gotta, I gotta get over my, my fear of, of something new, which that's how people get over it. You gotta, you gotta challenge yourself. So I go, all right, I'm horrible with technology. I'm just going to do it. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna there with you. It. I'm horrible at technology and, and I have a husband that's so good at it, but because we're on the road so much working, I have to learn how to do this too. Mm -hmm. I can't always, you know, he's right. out working. I can't always be counting on him. So yeah, I've, I've kind of happened to learn to do the same thing, Jesse. <laughs> right. And, and I'm glad that I, ha I forced myself to do it because I get to meet people like you. I, otherwise I wouldn't get to talk to you. I mean, yeah, we, we talk back and forth, but it's not like a face to face like we're doing right now. That's right. That's right. No. And it's, that's, that's the cool thing about technology. Never mind, you know, sending files down to Nashville and them sending the music back and you singing. You know, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. That that's one thing I haven't tried yet, and I'm I'm sure I'll have to because I, I want to. I, I want to. I'm close enough to Nashville. I'm three hours away. I could drive up there if I wanted sure. to. But like, if I wanted to have a Canadian singer on one of my songs, and yeah, obviously I'm not going to drive to Canada. I might if I could talk my wife into vacation up there. Right. <laughs> I need a pass. <laughs> I need a passport. Mine's expired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty cool what you can do. That's for sure. So we've talked a lot and I'm, I'm going to listen to another song and I do other parts of the interview. I want to hear like other, like I have like a little game that we play now I have with a guest, like a, it's a 20 question kind of game, but I want you to tell everybody where they can find you all your uh, social media, website, stuff like that. Sure. So www.sharonmariewhite.com. All my links are on there and I've got, you know, I've got YouTube channel, um, and all the rest of the stuff on there. My, my music's on there if you want to purchase it. Um, and I, th I think what people don't realize with independent musicians is if they stream or, you know, they buy our tunes for $1.29 or whatever and, and follow us, it really does help us. I mm -hmm. mean, just try to get our, you know, our name out there and because we don't have the big promo, you know, that the big guys do. So anything they can do, put us on a playlist, you know, it, we really do appreciate it. It all, it yeah. all really helps. I'm glad you said that because that's, that's something that I think some songwriters don't, they struggle with, or they just don't think about it is you got to reciprocate to 
other people because it's it's a network thing and it i'm gonna help people but if it comes to a point where like hey can you do this for me and then they don't what's the point of me helping you yeah i i totally agree with that and you know i belong to some you know some playlists and we really try to help each other you know and then we follow each other on spotify and on youtube and um but i do find i don't know about you but the social media side of it i was so new to mm-hmm. and i'm still like oh, yeah. it can be so time consuming and it's like okay what do i need to work on today getting my song my new song out there or do i need to get new subscribers today or do I need to go on TikTok or do I need to do a live stream and and sometimes it gets so overwhelming yes <laughs> do you do yeah you, you mentioned TikTok do you have a TikTok Sharon I do and I just just kind of started it so I'm trying to I'm, my my goal is to get a thousand followers so I can do live streams because I've been doing some live streams on Facebook and I uh, just like to kind of you know and maybe even on Twitch eventually too because mm. because I don't play out um, I've been doing live streams instead, and it's still a lot of fun. I mean, because people can chat with each other on there, and it's you know, I know it's not the same as playing live, but oh, it's still well, it's the new age. You got to kind of go with it. So now, is yeah. is I didn't is TikTok? You have to have a thousand subscribers before you can go live. Is that how that is? Well, you can still go live. Like I could just play, you know, with my guitar and stuff. But if you want to do a bigger kind of live stream show, you need okay. a thousand. I, I just found that out myself. So we're still trying to figure all this stuff out, right? <laughs> I am too. I, I've got a TikTok, but I think I have like three videos or four videos. And, and most of them are my kids jumping in a pile of leaves or <laughs> I got hey, <laughs> put your dogs on there. They love they love the dogs. Yes. I got <laughs> I, I got my cat looking out the window with the uh Incredible Hulk theme playing on it. Like the this the lonely man theme. Like, yeah. And then I have, and then I have one where my son, he goes a hillbilly side. You're going to hear it. I've got a zero turn John Deere. So I tied a string around the seat and my son is in his little, um, little push cart. So he's pedaling it and I'm pulling him up and down the driveway and he's just pedaling to his little cart right behind the the lawnmower. (laughs) Well, I will follow you and you can follow me. There we go. Yes. I I will. I will find you and follow you for that. So you would, what's the, what's the final song you want to do, Sherry? Well, I think because I just released it this February, uh, Help Me Fly. Okay. And what's the, again, you can do us the story behind the song. Um, this one, because I've lost so many people in my life, I know I've lost my parents and lost tons of aunties and uncles. And um, so, but I feel, I just feel like they're still around me, encouraging me, you know, and kind of the memory of them. I mean, my parents just loved music. They especially loved country music. Um, yeah, I just I just feel like they're still out there saying, you know, you got this girl, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what the song's about. And this is one that was, um, Dan Washburn co-wrote this with me and, and produced it. Okay. Well, let's listen to it. Help me fly. Yeah. 
guys down in Nashville he was zooming them while they were working on it and then he zoomed me so I got to see their process so that was really cool and then that's how we did the co-write of course because the pandemic we couldn't get together so we just did a zoom had about three or four meetings and came up with uh, I kind of brought my songs to him and then he you know helped me kind of you know just just tweak them a little bit right I'd never done co-writing before so it was a neat experience I think co-writing is necessary, especially in Nashville. You, as soon as you step foot in Nashville, you're co-writing. Yeah. So how did how did you like it, the co-writing? I liked it, yeah. It was because, as you know, it's it's a very kind of songwriting is kind of lonesome at times because mm-hmm. and you second guess yourself a lot. <laughs> okay, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and so to have somebody else's feedback and you say, hey, let's try this or what about this these words or what about this chord? Mm-hmm. that was that was a lot of fun and just a different way to you know to think about it i think it's necessary because you you learn so much like 
we all have our life experiences and we're right. I mean, like you talked about, you do the chorus first and then the other stuff. Me, I kind of sit down and play with a guitar. Sometimes I'll have the chorus first, but other times I'm just playing to see what I hear. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's a necessary thing where like co-writers will give you, an, uh, like you said, a, a version of something that you didn't think of. Exactly. Yeah. No. So I, I'd like to do more of that for sure. Um, you just have to learn to let go. Mm-hmm. And not be so rigid about like, no, this is, this is my idea. And this has got to, it's got to stay this way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I love to co-write. If you ever want to co-write sometime, we can try. Sure. Sure. That would be, that'd be great. Um, Like I said, I, I'd I'd like to, you know, maybe loosen up a little bit and learn how to write more of the the newer country. I don't know, but I don't know if it's in me or not. I don't know if it's in me either. <laughs> but I have, it's funny because when I kind of got serious about this again, I had, I don't know how you keep your, your writing, but I had scribblers like upon scribblers with stuff written down and <laughs> there you go. Okay. And my husband said to me, okay, I want to help you get organized. So I have, I have my little sheets now in binders with the chords and the ideas, but my originals, he says, I don't want you to ever lose your originals, your, your scribbles. So they are in the binder and then they're in there with, you know, with the typed version of, of the song. But I have two, you know, a couple of binders of songs that aren't even, well, there you go. Look, look at us go. And laminated. And laminated. Okay. You're ahead of me there. Only the finished ones. Only the finished ones. Okay. Um, But I have, just like I said, two binders of songs that just are just maybe a little idea or a few words. And, mm-hmm. but I was talking to another songwriter the other day and he said, Sharon, I'm finding that um, my new songs are coming and I'm not getting back to the old ones. And I said, you know what? It was Dale Cole actually. And I said, you know what, Dale, I'm finding the same thing. I'm not even going back to the binders because I'm getting new ideas are coming. And it's just like, once you get in the zone, I find it's, it just, kind of keeps coming oh yeah i, I love that too because i'll i'll go back to the audio i've got like you said about the finders i've got like maybe 10 of these around and then i've got all the the audio stuff like on my phone when i remember to do it oh, yeah I, I have to i'll forget i'll just completely forget it if i don't i use my phone all the time now it's it's really cool sometimes i forget to title them and i'm like mm-hmm. what the heck is this one <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll change it anyway it always you always do Yes. Yeah. But no, the phone is, is a really cool recording device. I mean, sometimes when we're out of work and I'm out walking, I'll get an idea and I'm like, put it into my phone quick. Right. Or have you, do you wake up in the morning sometimes or like early, like three, four o'clock in the morning? Like, Oh, I gotta write this down. I have dreams or just cause you think of something. You know, I haven't done that lately, but when I was really in the zone, I had a pad of paper beside my bed and again, and I was getting ideas and, and you know, but I'd say, write it down quick. My husband, write it down quick. Cause I, and I remember Dolly Parton saying that cause she's, she said she's very old school and she still uses a pen and, and paper. And um, I, I do too, when I'm still, when I'm first writing, like you said, I, I do the same thing. I just play some chords and sometimes I get song ideas that way right. and I'll just write everything down on a piece of paper. And, and then once it kind of comes more to fruition, then I put it on the computer. So it's uh, documented a little better. <laughs> Yep. Speaking of which, let me show you my computer. Let's see. Where's the, I don't know if I can show. Well, I guess, yeah, I can show you the desktop because you're, you're on there. So you'll see a lot of stuff. 
Can you still, can you see the desktop now? I can. Okay. Here's my lyrics right there too. So I've got on, you type it on the computer. I had to get organized myself <laughs> because I got I, everything on Dropbox. Oh, okay. I, I can't figure out how to use Dropbox. Oh, talk to my husband. <laughs> He'll help you through it. I, I use like the We Transfer, but yeah, these are the songs like the. It's the same the, thing. Okay. There oh, is an. Wow. There's an app that somebody uses on like an iPad. Um, they showed it to me that like use guitar tabs, like when you're playing out, a lot of, a lot of guys use guitar tabs and then they have like the list and shows it, but this guy did it. I think it was Thomas Hines. He put it on his originals that way. And I'm like, that is so cool. Cause I don't know about you, but I forget my songs a lot because I write so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I find too, when I do my, um, my live streams, I still have to, I'm old school. I have my little binder with my chords and my words, <laughs> even for my own darn songs, because yes. I get nervous and I forget my own words. I'm like, does anybody else do that? Or is it just me? <laughs> it, it, I think it's everybody because I, you're th- people don't realize how hard it is when you're, when you're playing your own songs, like, oh, you don't remember your own songs. I'm like, you got to remember the words, you got to remember the chord progressions and you got to entertain at the same time. And the whole doing it live stream really kind of, it makes me more nervous because I can't see nothing but the back of the camera. So I'm yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. I know. Thank, thank you for sticking up for me. I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> happens to everybody. I promise you it's, it's not just you. <laughs> I've had fun sharing. I've me had a too. Good time. It was lovely to chat with you and uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like I've known you, but it's nice to, to be face to face. Yes. And that's what I like. Cause I, cause I wanted these to be like conversations. Cause we, we sit down, we talk music, which both of us have a passion for yeah. and we'll, it'll lead into other questions and lead into to stories of your life. So always the first part of the interview, I do that each three songs you talk. And then I always ask a couple questions. If you, if you heard a podcast, there's always one question I ask, which I'll still ask you. And then I have a list of like a kind of 20 question game. It won't be completely 20 questions, but it'd be just kind of random questions that I found. So the first question I'm going to have for you is we've talked for an hour and a half. We, I know a little bit about you. What's a hidden talent that we don't know about? I am also a visual artist. So oh, really? I paint, yeah, acrylic, watercolors, um, colored pencil. So I have also an art page on Facebook if anybody wants to check it out. It's it's same Sharon Marie White art page. So, okay. yeah. But you know what's funny? I haven't had time in the last year to even go to my art studio downstairs. I've been so busy with the music, which, which is a good thing, but I, I still love doing my art. It's very, very uh, meditative. Now, do you do it for like any art covers for the, your, for your uh, album covers? Have you ever did any that? I haven't yet, but my, I have, I'm working on two or three new uh, releases for the next year. And I'm, I was thinking if I get time, I'd like to, you know, do my own artwork. That would be cool too. <laughs> that, that would be, I can't draw. My art teacher told me to not ever draw again. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the last thing you've read? What's the last that I read? That you last, the last book that you've read. Again, it's, it's been, I've been so busy. I haven't even read a book. I, I have a little library upstairs but specifically was to read books. And then the music thing again took over and I haven't even read a book. It's terrible. I used to love to read books. <laughs> uh, yeah. I read at night too. I like to sit there. That's the only time I can do it, but it's, I'll sit down and read. And, oh yeah. Let me go play the guitar. My wife says, quiet. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 
what's the if you if you won the lot do you guys have got the lottery in canada oh yes okay what's if you won the lottery what's the first thing you would do well i think it would be fun even though i know it'd be a lot of work i would i'd hire the best musicians and probably just go on a little tour and have have a blast that'd be fun that'd be <laughs> really fun if uh what's your favorite artist like big artist now that's out and about um, gosh, I really admire Dolly Parton. I think everybody does. Dolly is awesome. I Isn't wish she? I could meet her. I'm, I'm going to try to reach out to her. I know it'll never happen, but I'm going to reach out to her and say, Dolly, you want to come on my show? You just never know. Right. If I don't ask, I'll never know. You're right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, if somebody could play you in the movie of your life, who would be, who would play you in that movie? Oh my goodness. Ah. That's a cool question. I have I I couldn't even come up with anybody. I don't know. <laughs> See, that's why I found this game. There was a, a um I gotta find the people that I, I took this from because I oh I borrowed it. But the there was a um, country artist podcast for women and they asked these 20 questions. Like that is such a cool thing because it's a spitfire kind of thing and you it leads to other interesting topics. And then so I Googled 20 questions. And then I realized that's where she got her questions from. Cause like, Hey, she asked that question and that, Hey, she asked almost all these questions. <laughs> There's a pattern here. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, what is the theme song of your life then? The theme song of my life. Oh, these are so hard. Um, what's, what's the song about challenges and what would that be? Um, never giving up. Um, <laughs> I can't think of a song, but that's, that's a theme for sure. Um, okay. You know, obstacles coming up and you have to just have to get past them. Eye of the tiger. Dun. Sure. Dun. Why not? <laughs> get my, I, I'm going to get my eighties headband back on. And <laughs> Run on a beach. like in Rocky. Love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> going to fly now. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> if you could travel to any year, in a time machine, what year would you travel to? It's not a specific year, but definitely the fifties. Okay. I love, I love the the fifties and the, the music back then and how it seemed to be a simpler time. Back to the future made me want to go to the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My kids watch it. They want to go to the eighties. I was like, <laughs> it's like full they were okay. <laughs> 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 you like big hair and headbands they were great right as i told him since the 80s music is great now but in the 80s it wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite time of year spring spring now in, in canada how does that does that work when you get springtime does it last a few months does it last like one month out of the year it's it's really strange because every year it seems to be different um Probably a good two to three months. Okay. Yeah. Now, in the summertime, I assume it gets pretty hot there too. What's the hottest it gets in Canada? Do you guys get like hundred degree weather there too? Yeah, it can. It doesn't last very long, but we can get up to up to forty. Okay. Forty-two. Yeah. What is your dream road trip? Dream road trip. Um, well, we do this sometimes, and when we do have time, we just drive out to the mountains. And 
you know, look at the wildlife and just realize how lucky we are to be where we are. So yeah, just driving in the mountains. Driving in the mountains. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two more questions for you and then I'll let you go. Cause I know it's <laughs> about that time. Um, where would you go if on a, like a dream vacation? Oh gosh, probably Italy. Italy. I'd love to see Italy. I've, I've never been to Italy. I do too. I've never been there. No, I think it's pretty beautiful. My wife is from, from Germany. And oh, so cool. she, she grew up there. Well, she lived there for a few years with her, her Oma, but she's like an army, army brat. So she's moved everywhere, Texas, New York, uh, Germany, but she's been to Italy and we went to see her Oma one year with the kids. And we actually got on a train and, and went to Paris. So oh, it was, but, but it, that's, was, that's cool there, right? Because you can hop on a train and go anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Yep. That would be interesting. And the last question I have for you, Sharon, what are three items on your bucket list? Uh, so to have someone fairly famous record one of my songs. Um, what else? I think just for people to enjoy my music, it's, it's all kind of music related. <laughs> I, that's fine. <laughs> Um, just my family be healthy and happy. That's good answers. <laughs> uh, well, Sharon, uh, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks you, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. And I will, like I said, you got the other song you sent to me for the countdown. Um, your new one. Well, I'll move mm -hmm. in forward. Uh, it'd be maybe a week or two before I can get it in, but I'll, sure. I'll put it in. And your episode, like I said, I always these, I just record the audios and then I will um, edit it a little bit into, into post. And it'll be a few weeks before you get to come out. I'll have, um, I think, two or three in front of you and then and then you'll be you'll be out. But I'll let you know before before I introduce it. Sure. And the, awesome. songs, the songs that you sent me, they are already on rotation for the radio station. So I think you get the link for that if you want to hear it. Um it's on right now. It's on auto DJ. So I couldn't tell you when it's going to sh show up. It's just random right now. Yeah. I'm trying to get programming and stuff into it. I don't do live yet on there just because it's extra. And so I got to, I got to set up a sponsorship first before I can afford to do that. Otherwise right. it's like another, it's another, another fee on top of another fee on top of another fee. And I hear you. <laughs> I hear you there. <laughs> it adds up. <laughs> So I want to thank you again for, for coming on. I appreciate you doing that. I share. Well, I'm going to go eat me some dinner. Yeah, it's and... supper time here too. <laughs> Perfect. So thank you again. Thank you for coming on. I, I've had fun. This has been a really good interview. It's been lots of fun. T you take care and, and best of luck with your show and your music and everything else. And yeah, maybe we could uh, do some co-writing. Absolutely. Just just hit me up whenever you're ready. Um, we'll do a good Zoom. So anytime in the evening. Zooms are pretty easy, easy for me. The only days I can't uh, is Thursdays because... Uh, my little girl's horse pack and then Saturdays because that's where the band stuff comes up. Okay. Well, we'll definitely stay in touch. Perfect. Thank you, Sharon. Take care. Bye-bye. And that was Sharon Marie White and you're listening to the Georgia Songbirds. <laughs>